Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your relationship coach, your guide on the side, you know, here to give you some tools and watching Mike Pond shake it like it's broken. You look a little bit like you're seizing there, Mike. Mike's dancing to the intro music, which means you know it's Thursday, the day of dance on the show. Right, Mike? Every day is a day of dance, Matt. I don't know. You usually sit with your back to me. I know. This is weird looking at you. Yeah. I didn't know that's what you looked like. I know. It's weird, right? I've seen you pass in the halls and you keep saying hi and I'm like, who is that that guy? guy? You You guys look exactly the same though. He he looks taller. (laughs) You look taller. A little younger, skinnier, more athletic. (laughs) Other than that, it's the son (laughs) of Matt. (laughs) You look like my son. Do I? You look like my illegitimate child. Thank you, Matt. That is the nicest thing you've said to me no, on the I'm show. No, I'm saying you're not legitimate. That's what I'm saying. It has nothing to do. It's just you're not legitimate. I know. Still, that's up there. That, the nicest well, it's things. better than, yeah, than yeah. Yeah, it's other things I've said. Hey, here's the deal. Today's show, great show. We're talking about humor, and I'm dying to see some because this is what's so great about this show. I like them to surprise me. So you all have created the most incredibly funny show ever. Oh, you're going to be sure, splitting yes, your that. sides. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, you know what? I love humor. I don't know if you've noticed, but I love it. Yeah, it's good. But do you think it's funnier to, Thanks, for something to be funny <laughs> without expecting it to be funny? Or if you yeah. expect Okay. Well, it's kind of like, well, you tell me. If you got hit in the side of the head and it's shocking and surprising, would that not be funnier to watch? Oh, it would be way funnier to you watch. You getting hit in the head sh- shockingly, surprisingly. Than to know you're going to get hit in the head, and everyone knows you're going to get hit in the head. It wouldn't be the same. No, it wouldn't. No. So, but it'd be even funnier if I was standing there and James got hit in the head, and I watched James get hit in the head. Why do people laugh when people get hit in the head? That seems wrong. Or when anything bad happens, you know. Yeah, that seems like mean. There's actually a humor theory out oh, on merit. that. <laughs> oh goodness! No, Here I she goes. No, I, I think read this some is super more. Interesting. So. The humor is by Dr. Peter McGraw, and he says that you have to have a benign violation in order for something to be funny. Yes, we oh, yeah, so heard to, that. Yeah, I love it needs Peter. to violate some sense of what you believe sure. to be right, but it has to be harmless. That's why watching somebody else get hurt, it violates your sense yeah. of what should happen. Nobody but should get hurt. If they don't die. But if somebody else gets hurt, it's not you. It's not harming you. That's so right. it's benign. So that's why when we laugh so hard when we see people trip. Oh, but see, that is, we are horrible. Or when I trip, I laugh pretty hard. That's like every single one of my news stories, P.S. I just read through them all and I was like, oh, really? that is in line with every yeah, single one of cool? them. Yeah. Why, did you just <laughs> do P.S.? You just added a P.S. P.S. It's postscript. That's not. It's actually a prescript because yeah. we haven't done the script. <laughs> so that would be a, yeah, P.S. Prescript. Prescript. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Well, uh, we've had Peter on the show before. We have. And... That is fascinating because then all of a sudden, as long as nobody gets hurt, but it's a benign what? Benign violation. Of what? What we believe to be right. Yeah. We, like a moral right. Something well, not, right. not necessarily the moral right, but just what we believe should happen. Yeah. You know? So we, we believe a person should walk. Yeah. And not fall. Tripping. Yeah. Yeah. So if he trips, it's a benign violation of that concept. And it makes exactly. us – it startles us mm-hmm. with joy. 
Do you guys remember <laughs> last year when there was freezing rain and we all got the whole uh, office yeah, went to the window to watch people slip? <laughs> that was like or, a guilty you know, pleasure. The yeah. other, the other great. You day watched is... people fall. Yeah, the whole entire studio went up to the to the windows <laughs> and watched uh, the students slip and fall. It was actually incredible. It was. Was, was, it was I just doing the show? Was that I what know, I was? It doing? was earlier in the day. Okay. We also do this when whenever there's graduation, we go to the window and watch people try to walk in heels because everybody pulls out their best <laughs> yeah. pair of heels the to wear with walk. those like horrible robes. Yeah. But nobody knows how to walk no, in them. Because they only walk in them like it. once a week exactly. to church. So, <laughs> like a bunch of fun. ducks. Guilty. Well, today we're talking laughter, humor, the value, the benefit of humor to our work and our family life. And um, we're going to get into some research about it. Of course, Merit's, you know, she's read something. And also, Jess has been doing some finding, trying to find the funny news. Is there any news that's funny? Because it seems like that's the opposite of the purpose of news. Yeah, there's. I think that people find funny news like they look for funny news more often. Like the dumb criminal. So this is, is the funny stuff news. that trends. Okay. That people are like, you've got to see this. This is the funny. This thing. is hilarious. Give us some examples. Okay, I'm going to start off with my favorite one because this one just blows my mind. Um, I'm going to have James play a clip from Will of Fortune. Okay. Oh. Um, Excellent. I'm just going to open you to the scene. There's this guy has two letters and he needs to guess it in a short amount of time. Sure. Um, so go ahead, James. All right. Three more consonants and, and a vowel. H. One. M. Two. D. And a vowel. Oh. Wow. Well. Uh, he didn't get it. He got, he's got <laughs> two letters total. <laughs> It's a thing. No, uh, you're yeah. no letters. Yeah. He didn't get any know. right That's then. So you have 10 seconds. Keep talking. Maybe the right thing will pop out. Good luck. New baby buggy. New baby. New. That's- oh. <laughs> and he got it. He First guessed, guess. He guessed right out of the chute. New baby buggy. Yeah. And he wins $45,000. What you couldn't see, the list, listener land, is that the host of the show just looked Way Pat, mad. Was that Pat Sajak? He's probably ticked. Yeah, he was so mad. And then he went and patted the cu- the, He's like, the person down and was like, I got to make sure yeah. this guy didn't cheat because he was so mad. Was well, yeah, so there was an buggy. N and an E, and that was it. Yeah, That's he all he got. Yeah, he had N, E, and then new, he guessed new baby buggy. There was like 12 letters he had Who to guess. That? That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, it was nuts. Well, I bet you if you checked his text, he's probably a new father, and his wife's like, we need that new baby buggy. <laughs> and <laughs> they're from by England. Chance. Well, that's – okay, so that's funny. Yeah, that, that And that funny. was news. That's kind of um, more uh, – that's like – you would probably find that on Pat Sajak's website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and everywhere else because people are just in awe, yeah. like Merritt was saying. I think he was in on it, though. You think so? Yeah, he was cheating. I don't think so because you – I mean his face you, is just like – How is that what? the first thing that comes to mind? N-E. New baby, he, he baby might buggy. just be what? good. I think he's just good. Okay. Here's okay. some more. Other news? Shaq spends $1,000 on apps a week. He came out and said it. That's ridiculous. Shaquille O'Neal spends $1,000 on apps. A week. Are you kidding? No. That is, on he said it. And... the Apple App Store? <laughs> yeah. That's a oh lot of Deer Hunter 2014. Yes. Wait, actually, I'm pretty hey. sure that's what he said. That he spent yeah. it on was like 20. I don't know. You could well. That's so a lot he, of guns. Does he play those games where you have to like pay to do stuff? Or I don't does know. he literally the just buy that payments? many apps? Even if it was I just that many, you're buying in like you can't you know, use that many. I don't think I even have like ten dollars <laughs> worth of apps on my phone. I thought that was ridiculous and really funny. That's actually see, wow. that's funny. Yeah, that is that's, funny. It seems like that wouldn't be funny, but I guess if we go back to the definition Merritt gave us. It's humorous. It might not be funny, but yes. it's humorous. 
But see, it also violates something that we violates. what we think is <laughs> if my I tuition had a thousand dollars a week. Spend, yeah. Yeah, like, what would you spend it on? Big Macs. Uh. Mm, <laughs> yummy. Give me more funnies. Okay, so this is a funny one. A woman got in a car accident, and then she was getting back in shape after this uh, big ordeal, and she was wearing one of those um, like sports bra workout things. Mm-hmm. And then the people at the gym came up to her and said, um, we need you to put on a full shirt because your body, your toned body is intimidating everyone else in the gym. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that funny? See, I've had that happen to me. <laughs> I knew you were going to say Why are you that. laughing? I think it was more of your ab is distracting no, the other. Like, dude, that ab is moving. <laughs> you need to keep your ab from moving, Isn't that sir. Funny? That is, that's discrimination. <laughs> I've had that. I've had that very thing, but it was my pecs. Too, too toned. Yeah. Those two toned people. Powerful pecs. <laughs> you don't even believe it. Okay, that was rude, but you laughed. Um, give me more. Okay. Um, three kids cut class and ended up saving a 94-year-old woman from a, her house on fire. Okay, that's not funny. No, that's that's incredible. <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> they cut yeah. class. Oh, that's the true. funny that's part ironic. is- is that now they have to spend four volunteer hours because they cut class. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> the principal was like, we don't allow that kind of behavior. <laughs> so, I saved So somebody. they still have to do volunteer hours. Wow. That, no, that's wow. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> did you guys hear about that 22-pound cat in Oregon that kept the family trapped downstairs? Oh, yeah. I did hear about they that. They called 911 and they said, the cat's charging us. We can't get away. They couldn't walk upstairs because the cat wouldn't let them. Really? Yeah. What yeah. do you do? What do they do? Oh, man, we should have pulled some audio from that 911 call. You know what? (laughs) I mean, that was ridiculous. Catnip. You get catnip. (laughs) They Actually, there was a – the lady that worked at the facility that took the cat was like, this cat was under a lot of stress. They're not very nice to him. And there's a toddler that yells a lot. So she was like defending the cat. The cat is a terrorist. (laughs) No doubt about it. Well, see, those are funny. Yeah. And there's – I feel better already. Good. I've laughed a lot. Have you? (laughs) In this This last minute. Why do I feel so good right now? Why do you feel so good? Mm -hmm. Are you you referencing one of those things that I read Mm -hmm. that you were mocking earlier? I really am. Are there any benefits (laughs) to any of this? Because honestly, I feel better. I could end the show right here. Oh, definitely. No, here's the thing. We're going to wrap it up. We're going to leave on this happy note. We'll we'll make sure that the end is just as good. It'll be just as good. Oh, it's a matching game. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be hilarious. (laughs) Just kidding, Jeff. No gongs. No gongs in this we'll circle. See. Yeah, we'll see. see about that. <laughs> so what What are the benefits? Okay, so here's the thing. Laughter, even though we do it, it's kind of an un... It's the unknown. People haven't really studied it very huh. much. People don't even really know why we laugh. It was something, the fact that disturbs me in life is that other animals laugh. They like do? Like rats laugh. Yeah. Like Hold lab on. rats. Really? They can laugh. Like, which just bothers me because I feel like this is an intrinsically human like, thing. No, we can't no, pick it up with our ears no, but when you they tickle have, them. Yeah, yeah they, they laugh. How weird is that? So nobody really knows exactly where it comes from, but it does some really cool things to you, which is why you feel so good when okay, you laugh. Okay, what? Um, for example, your blood vessels expand and contract more easily. So your blood flow Oh, interesting. Yeah, I felt that. more effective. I'm yeah. flushed right now. You know? Um, it also, laughing and having a habitually happy attitude also increases your immune response. Um, Laughter can actually increase your ability to sleep well. Mm. So 
having 10 minutes of laughter allowed two hours of pain-free sleep. That was uh, the result really? of So it's like study. a dosage. Yeah, basically. So you need so you two hours. Kind of like, See, that's why I like to watch certain Netflix right, right before, I go, before I go to bed. Because then I have pain-free just, sleep. Yeah, there you go. Good. Love it. Yeah, and um, after that too, the blood sugar, your blood sugar levels are also affected. So somebody who's doing something who's, that's boring and monotonous will have higher blood sugar levels. This was um, done with, with a group of people who had diabetes. And then the people who had spent their hour doing something fun, I think yeah. they were watching a comedy, they had lower blood sugar levels, which also – leads you to feel better. So. Well, see, that's okay. So we're, that's why we do the show. There we're trying yeah. to heal people. <laughs> Changing the world. Yeah. One he, joke at a time. We're, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I stole your thunder there. Are you, are you all right <laughs> over there, Mike? Mike's like giving us, you're stretching in a weird way. We came up with a timing system and, you know, Mike's just trying to follow Oh, that's it. right. When we were trying to figure out how, because we're in another studio and so it, our timing's a little off. But, um, What's happening is James wanted to know if he should just cue me, and I said, no, I want you to cue Mer- Merritt, who will then <laughs> cue Jess, it. who will then cue Mike, who will then cue me. We're doing hand signals. Matt's the, the, not picking problem, up on it. <laughs> what, what we're finding, though, the problem is uh, it's now made our hand signal about a minute long because yeah. it takes a minute to get it. <laughs> so now we're a minute behind. Anyway, we got to take a break. But today we're talking laughter, laughter in our lives, and um, – Humor, the power of humor, the power of the the chemicals it brings to us. We're going to change your life today, folks. One hilariously funny, amazingly, incredibly stimulating, laughing moment at a time. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We're taking a break. We'll be right back. How to have more fun when we come back right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today, my friends, we're talking about humor and uh, how to bring humor to your work and your life and uh, just the benefits of it. A, a little laughter, you know, helps the medicine go down. Is that right, Merritt? I think that's Absolutely. The song. Oh, it's sugar. It's sugar. A spoonful kind of the of sugar. same thing, though. It is exactly the same thing. Now, how do we do this, though, right? I mean, a lot of us have jobs that you just can't start busting into fun exciting things exactly sometimes when i hear the word fun my first thought is you know if you're ever around like a five or six year old yeah and they say hey mom what are we doing today and the mom will say something like oh well you're gonna go to school and then we'll come home and do homework and then we have um but maybe we'll go to the grocery store and then we'll have dinner and you know yeah. go to bed and <laughs> you know to me as an Not adult fun. and that sounds pretty okay you know yeah that sounds like a great Just, day that sounds fine you're still breathing yeah exactly but the kid will whine and say but what are we doing that's fun exactly so we fun, crave it, the word we? fun kind of has this negative connotation yeah. sometimes if you're trying to be like this serious well you're you know, a grown-up honey adult. it's yeah, not all exactly. about fun how many times have your parents honey life's not always <laughs> about fun Every day. What? <laughs> no. But I am I, – I don't think I've ever grown out of that attitude. No I still want to have something fun happen yeah. every day. And basically I just make it happen even if it's not happening. Even if it's illegal. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. We kind of keep ourselves from having fun in a lot of circumstances. We're uptight. Yeah. We're way too uptight. We do things like worry what other people will think. Yeah. Who cares? Which is – 
that's just silly. well that sounds but, um, I, but we do worry and how do you stop that right i mean you don't yeah, want exactly. everyone to look down on you oh no definitely but it's just it's all part of being vulnerable being, being open to people you have to in order yeah. to have any sort of happiness um another thing you th- might think that you have to spend money to have fun. <laughs> money co- or fun costs. Obviously. Not really. Not really. You just need or a even ball. If, you know, even if it costs, you, there are ways you can, you know, keep the cost down. Oh, yeah. Maybe instead of going to the movie theater, you can rent a movie at Redbox mm-hmm. and make your own treats. Or sneak into a drive-in movie. That would not be legal. That would be illegal, which yes. we shouldn't do. So I'm just giving an example of what we shouldn't do. Oh, okay. Thank you for catching it. Good thing. Um, you might think you just don't have the time. Or the means. I'm of, too busy for fun. Th- you might not be able to plan something right. fun out. Um, these are horrible excuses. These they are, like, are. These are like old people excuses. This is grown up excuses. Yes, exactly. But unfortunately, we all make them. We think that the conditions have to be perfect. So you have to be relaxed yeah. in order to have fun. You have to be with the right people. We want you enough have to time. Be, you know, yeah. exactly. Um, you think it has to be something big, something significant. Mm-hmm. And A lastly, party. you might just be choosing to be bored. There's always that option. Well, what's wrong with that? Like, really, you you might just like being bored. For some, fun <laughs> is not fun because they're anxious and they're stressed because they have all these thoughts. Like, That's it's got to be a party. It's got to have this many people. You got to have food. If you got to have food, you're going to have to clean it up. Then somebody's going to have to clean up the party. And then all of a sudden, it's like a five-day event when really it's just a party. It's true. Like, my wife gets stressed about a lot of things that I think are fun. But they're not fun for her because she says she ends up having to do it all. Yeah, that's true. But here's the thing. This is what I'm this is what I'm talking about today is that fun doesn't have to be something that you plan and it doesn't need to be something that you worry about. Mm. As long as you're able to incorporate it into your life meaningfully and kind of consistently. Yeah. And the way you do that is just by doing tiny little things um, that can make your life more fun. Um, some of these ways that you could do is change your routine. Yeah. I love to do this. Every once in a while, if I'm driving somewhere, I'll take a completely different way home. You know, Whoa. if you, I have five extra minutes, yeah. I'll just go, hey, you know what? I've never turned down this road before. I'm just going to go look. Well, don't and do I know that my way in around. certain cities. <laughs> no. Okay. But in the in the little city of yeah. Provo, Utah, that's a completely safe no one, thing yeah. to do. That's and great. I know my way around well enough that I know I won't get lost. Yeah. And, and that's so, novel. That's interesting. Yeah. It's something interesting, something to do. Um, go cheer on other people. Go help them have fun. Yeah. I think that's usually kind of easier instead of letting yourself have fun. If you're trying to cheer somebody right. else up, it almost gives you permission to and it's do that. The, that's kind of like parenting, it seems like. You spend a lot of your time vicariously finding fun. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's um, sad but true. Plan a trip. You don't have to go on this trip, but you could always plan a trip. Oh, why would we I'm, do that? I think that's a lot of Does fun. Does that, that sound like fun to you? Me. Yes. Okay. I just, you know, play tour guide for a little bit. Look at all the possibilities that there are out there. Maybe, especially if you have a trip planned in the future, yeah. just think of all the fun things that could happen in a few months and be able to look forward to those. Plan a trip. That's cool. Yeah. Um, try a new recipe or a new restaurant. See, it's back to food, Merritt. Every time when you think Every fun, time when I think fun, you go to food. You know, I think it's just been in the past few days because you're kind of hung up on that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And this wasn't even me. This was on some things that, was that I found. Someone else said it. Yes. But do you feel like in your life, do you naturally go to humor? See, I kind of naturally like joviality. Yeah. I like a light life at the end of my stressful day. 
and in through it. I like I like to laugh with my clients. I've even seen doing my workshops and classes. If we laugh, it's ten times easier to address the marriage issues, the stress. Oh, definitely. So we get them laughing. They all relax. Those chemicals kick in. Then you shoot truth right into their heart. Bam, 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 like that. And then they tighten up. And then you get them to relax with humor again. Then bam, bam, bam. That's my uh, that's my speaking approach. Yeah. Bam, bam, shoot, shoot, tighten, tighten, bam, bam, shoot, shoot. Sounds rather violent. Yeah. But but it's funny. But it's funny. You laugh. Yeah, see, and I think if you just add these tiny little jolts of laughter or joy or fun yeah. into your life, just every few minutes, it helps you a lot with getting everything else that you need to get done. So even if it's just you maybe – Something like really simple you could do. You could download a funny podcast and listen to it on your way to work. Just that or during your lunch break. And that little jolt of happiness and that, you know, kind of release of hormones and everything that you get by laughing will carry you through the rest of the time and be able help you be able to have that perspective to look back and actually see when things are funny, even though they might not seem like yeah. right in the middle of it. Because sometimes you don't find the funny in the moment. Yeah. Because it's not funny. You just failed the test. <laughs> And then sometimes the funny comes later. Yeah, definitely. When you take in your meds. Right? And it's like, this feels better. Or when you're watching Netflix. Netflix is great. Um, Well, that's good. You did it again. Well, thank you. You've done a lot of research for this show. I did do a lot of research for this show. I just looked up a bunch of jokes. Ah. None of them seem valuable enough to use. (laughs) So we're not even going to use them. I feel like when you look up jokes, that's usually the... My, a lot of mine would be used more like in the Scoutorama, the Scoutorama stuff yeah. when the Boy Scouts were all joined together. Dad They're jokes. kind of cheesy dad jokes. Yeah. Which, but I'm a dad, and um, I usually love those, the cheesy ones. We're going to take a break. We're coming back with Christine Cashin's going to be joining us. She's a speaker, an author, and uh, understands the power of humor. She's going to be educating us. This is the Matt Townsend Show today. We're talking humor, finding the funny in life. Right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, folks, here's the deal. Today we're talking humor. How would you get through this crazy thing called life if you couldn't laugh at life? And you couldn't laugh at yourself, and you couldn't laugh at everyone else that's all messed up. You know, they're so messed up. Why wouldn't they just do things smart like you? Sometimes a good laugh goes a very long way, which is why we are talking about it on the show today. Remember, the goal of this show is to give you the tools, the skills, some solutions, some insight into you as a human being to find the good life. Uh, We're all, I believe, in search of the good life, and sadly, it evades us. And yet, a lot of times, it's right in front of your face, and I believe one of the fastest ways to find the good life would be a little bit of humor. So we brought in the pros. Joining us right now, Christine Cashin is joining us. She is a sought-after speaker and has spoken throughout the United States, Canada, South Africa, and Australia. She is an authority on sparking innovative ideas, handling conflict, reducing stress, and energizing employees. And before hitting the speaking scene, Christine was a university admissions officer, which, by the way, in and of itself, hilarious. 
and a corporate trainer and a broadcaster, so she understands the business we're in right now. She holds a bachelor's degree in communications and a master's degree in adult education. She's also the author of the book, The Good Stuff, Quips and Tips on Life, Love, and uh, Life, Love, Work, and Happiness, which was named Motivational Book of the Year by the Next Generation Indie Book Awards. She resides in Dallas with her husband and their two children, um, and Murphy, the Chocolate Lab. Again, Christine, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Good to have you. Now, Christine, you will not remember this. I do remember. We spoke at the same event probably at the same time. Am I right? Exactly. How do you remember? I remember sitting next to you signing books, and I, I had listened to yours. You were hilarious. And then you were wearing a red clown nose. Well, you know, I think your book line was much longer than mine, and I was completely jealous. You know I why? It's because I sign very slowly. <laughs> I sign with my left hand. Christine, it's good to see you again and t- or talk to you again. You, um, What I loved about I, I actually, we must not have spoken at the same time because I got to see you speak. So it was probably back to back. But um, you, you, you get it, okay? You get the fact that life's got to be funny. I mean, not, not at the expense of somebody, but right. you got to have some humor or this is going to be a really, really long road. Oh, please. If, if I wasn't laughing most of the time, I'd probably be in the fetal position crying <laughs> somewhere, right. you know? Why are my children doing that? Exactly. Yeah. What is humor then? So how, and how do, how do you use it? And, and what, what do you think? Because you're, you're a humorist. You're not just a speaker. We should have probably got, made that point. But you know how to find the funny. Well, you know, I, I really think when people look at humor, they look at, they think of it as telling jokes or something like that. Yeah. But it's more than that. It is a perspective. Yeah, it's a view, huh? It's a point. It it's a like view. a paradigm. Can, yeah, you can choose any way you want to. You know, like I was um, taking the kids to school this morning, and a fire truck went racing by, and I turned around. And I was like, "Geez, guy, where's the fire?" Yeah, you know, settle down. Yeah, exactly. It's just little things that normally you'd get uptight about or something. We'd be bothersome. You kind of flip it and say, "What can I do to change the situation?" Because you're not going to change what's going on out there. Right. People are going to do ridiculous things. They don't follow the rules. People aren't going to act the way you want, but you determine how you respond to that. Yeah. Humor is a great way to do it. I love it. And what's great, the mere fact that people will continue to be humans and keep doing funny things means there's never going to be an end to the great no. joy you can feel laughing, I guess, with them. <laughs> you don't want to laugh at them, right? That's rude. Well, sometimes you laugh at yourself. Yeah. It's... <laughs> It's funny, like when you can get a good belly laugh, I'll just I'll just be reading something or thinking something and I can just start laughing. And then my family, look, they all look at me like, what's his deal? People yeah. don't get what's going on in your head. Yeah. Or they'd be laughing. But you know, sometimes it's contagious though too. When you feel lighthearted, less things bother you, people bother you less. And it just right. tends to, you know, snowball domino effect to other people also. So we don't realize how our humor is affecting others and positively or negatively. It's true. And it's, I see that a lot. Did you see that in broadcasting? Because sometimes you can make a joke which doesn't go over here very well, but it <laughs> might go over in some guy's car. But then also there's times it's funnier in here than it probably is out there. Humor is personal, isn't it? Right. What I think is funny, my engineer husband does not see the humor in at all. Isn't that so? That's funny because (laughs) you you now have to make it work. And you've got, from my point of view, you've got a killer sense of humor. He's probably more serious. Yes. And um, yet you guys are still married. Oh, yeah. It's a good balancing force. In fact, he he called a lot of material. He he called Christine and he wants to have a private session. (laughs) I'm sure he does. With you. (laughs) 
Um, what do you think about humans today? Do you think are we losing our humor, or do you think we're getting better at it? Are we are we are we funnier? Are we are we able to joke and laugh at more? Or are we getting more serious? Well, you know. That's a really tough question. I can't speak for other people, but all I can say is that I feel like today we're under a lot more pressure mm. with all the things that, you know, to manage our time. It seems like everyone is using the busy word. Right. Everyone's busy. Right. And it's like, where is your attention going? I mean, I've got a friend who's busy, but she's on level 237 on Candy Crush. <laughs> she doesn't mean you're oh. busy with the right things, right? You know, I mean, evolutionarily, she'd be dead if we were like a thousand years ago. <laughs> What are you doing? I'm working Candy Crush. It's true. She'd be but dead. She's busy all the time. But, you know, we have so many more demands now, I feel like. And everyone seems like they're crushed and, and have no time. And so, right. um, yeah, I think we need humor now more than ever. I mean, it's free. Right. It's it's at your disposal. Oh. And there's so many avenues now with, I guess, even apps. I don't know if you heard this, uh, but apparently Shaquille O'Neal spends $1,000 a week in a, no, a month in apps. Wow. I mean, that's funny. But so you've got all <laughs> these tools, you've got all of these things. We talked about that earlier. And yet, uh, and then we, but like you said, we make excuses like we don't have the time. We're too busy. We're too, life's too complicated. We're stretched. Right. right. But we all are. But, but whining isn't going to help no. anybody. So what do you do? I, I know what you do is you pull out a, you pull out a clown nose. Well, that happens when I'm driving mostly. <laughs> Nobody knows how to drive. Talk about the clown nose because it really was it was it was it was a great lesson. That is so funny. You know, people um they think they couldn't possibly wear it, yeah. but if they were to get in the morning, you know, in their car, put on that nose, I'm telling you, people can pull out in front of you. It doesn't you it's no. hard to take yourself seriously while wearing that. Well yeah, and you're looking over a red bulby nose. Oh, yeah. And then when you drive by someone, you can even like turn it, look at them and yell at them and look at their face. It's just hysterical. Move over. Yeah. And you got a clown nose on. I remember picking up my parents at the airport once and I was waiting because um, I think where most of my humor comes is from my crazy family. Yeah. And we were kind of pranksters. And so when I was picking up my parents, I had a sign with their name and I was wearing the nose. And it's the first uh. time I had really done a public nose wear. Yeah. That's and where you I went was- public. I was sweating because in your car it's kind of easy. Yeah, it's cute. It's funny. There, you can pop it off whenever the cops exactly. pull up. But people start to, and it was it was funny to watch people's reaction. They'd walk by you. Some people would roll their eyes like, "What an idiot!" And immature. People, yeah, and other people were intrigued. Like, yeah. what? so people start to gather behind you to see who you're waiting totally. for. Totally. You know, and so I see my daddy's kind of tall, and I'm like all excited. I'm sweating. I can't wait for this kind of to be over. <laughs> they both saw me, and without missing a step, turned and walked right on by like they didn't even know who I was. <laughs> That's great. Like the like, best punk we are ever. not giving her the satisfaction. No. Just no, keep moving. Great. Just keep moving. So, lots, lots of uses for the nose. It, it really is. And it's interesting you bring up family. Uh, I mean, it, it, I guess it is inherited, right? Were your, were your parents funny people? Yeah, very crazy. Isn't that great? My dad was very funny. And I remember him. I remember cra- he cracks jokes that to this day I still crack. And <laughs> it's and now my kids are cracking. What? Okay, I'm going to give you one. Here we go. Anytime any word ends in an er or an ar, okay. Any, so any verb er ar, and um, she'll say uh, uh, what? What's the example? Um, uh, uh, what's an er? What's an er? What's an er word? Um, stoner. Okay. 
Stoner. So someone will say the word stoner. I don't know why they would say that, but if they did. Stoner. And then I would always say stoner. I hardly know her. Okay. So my dad taught me that. Oh, that's so funny. I use that. Now, any time in my family that there's any word that ends in an R, my kids will all use the word. They'll say the word again and they'll say, I hardly know her. And my doctor, medical doctor, really uh, dignified father-in-law looks at me like, you jerk. What have you done to my grandchildren? So funny. But it's handed down. I love it. It's broken. I mean, were you embarrassed? Because I was the one to go, oh, please. Exactly. Yeah. And now now I appreciate it. Yeah. See, now you get it. Uh, So how do we do this and why? Why do we want humor? As somebody, I've seen you work a huge crowd using humor so there's obviously power in it. Mm-hmm. So wh- why why should we focus on bringing so much humor into our lives? How do we use it, I guess, to our advantage, to to enable us, to strengthen us? Well, I think that it is the ultimate unifier. Hmm. You know, it's like the moment you can crack a joke. And every, let's say you're in a stressful situation and somebody says something that's kind of funny, inappropriate. Yeah. Um, people kind of lighten up and they get a gig a lot of it. I was a... For instance, I love the people at my post office. I know that sounds ridiculous, but <laughs> I always have fun with them when I'm there. So when I go in there, like I'll walk up to the counter, and this one guy, Steve in particular, will put up the um, clothes sign right when I walk up. <laughs> As a joke, and I'm like, these people, you know, and we joke around, and I always That's like, great. if I'm in the back, I'll yell, would you, do you mind hurrying up? We got a lot, we, we're all busy people. <laughs> yeah, and, and everyone's like, oh, she's, a, she's rude. Yeah, and then they realize what's going on, and then yeah. they start laughing, and then we all kind of lighten up about it. It just takes one person to kind of lighten the situation. It helps us with our stress level. Let me give you an example. Yeah. One of my favorite tips is making up a story about somebody's past that's irritating. Oh, yeah. Right? That's great. So if somebody isn't driving, let's say they're driving really slowly, instead of getting mad and racing around, you think, wow, I bet they just recently got a speeding ticket. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they probably, you know, they've been in an accident. Maybe yeah. they got a new baby in the car. They lost their arms. Yes. Something they weird lost, like that. They lost their dog. They're really upset. They're not even thinking. See, but you can true. make it up. That's right. Yeah, you don't tell them the story. Like, hey, you're obviously, you know, it's your first time on the road. You you say it to yourself, and I think it gives people more compassion oh, and understanding yeah. than your hatred because there's no, there's no reason to do that. It's good for them. It's good for you. And then when you're the dumb person, hopefully someone's giving you more compassion and understanding. Oh, wouldn't that be that. great? And then, yeah. and then it changes your mood, and now you can – I've seen that done in a carload of people with all my children in the car trying to get through Southern California and just thinking, why are they driving like this? And then we as a family make up a story. Yes. It's powerful. You got it. It shifts you. And so that's interesting because you, you started the whole thing about the idea that humor is a, it's a paradigm. It's a, it's a perception. It's how you see the world. Yes. And you can, you can make it up any way you want. You can make it up funny or you can make it up dramatic and serious. Right, or tragic. Yeah, or tra- that's it. You can make it a, a comedy, a tragedy, or a drama, right? Exactly. We're all like our own. We're like Shakespeare. We can just make it yeah, up you're, any you're, way we want. You, here's the thing. You're your own director. That's you right. You are the director of your life. Yeah. Don't I love that. getting played. Well, and when you go teach corporate America, I guess that's one of the things you teach is – you're making up your life, and yeah. you may as well make it up either funny or, I guess, tragic. But either way, yeah. you're going to pay the price. Right. Powerful. We're talking to Christine Holton Cashin. Do you go by your maiden name? Ooh, 
sometimes. That's off your that's off your website. I know. I was in the business for a long time before I got married, so I kind of kept it yeah, for a while. You got to keep it. Come on, yeah. uh, Christine Holton Cashin. But go to her website, christinecashin dot com. Uh, tons of great stuff. You can also find out how to come have her speak to, uh, for your organization. She is, I can I can testify, is a serious big deal. She moves the crowd, and she'll bring clown noses, and you can buy a clown nose. We're going to come back more with Christine Cashin after this. We're going to talk about whining, complaining, and the energy suckers that kind of try to take your life away. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, today we're talking about humor, bringing humor to your work and life, your family life. We have a good friend, Christine Cashin, is joining us. She is a sought-after speaker and is the author of the book, The Good Stuff, Quips and Tips on Life, Love, Work, and Happiness, which was named the Motivational Book of the Year by the Next Generation Indie Book Awards. She resides in Dallas with her husband and their two children and Murphy, the Chocolate Lab uh, by the way, she's also a member of the National Speakers Association and is a certified speaking professional. Again, I can attest to it. She's a pro and she knows how to make you laugh, which is why we wanted her on the show today. Christine, welcome back. Thanks so much. You bet. Okay, help me do this. Whining, complaining, and energy suckers. Oh, please. Yes. Every, there's a million whiners out there. Yeah. We need everyone right now, all your listeners to join us in the campaign to stop global whining. <laughs> That's right. Let's eradicate global whining. How do you do it? Why do they do it? I mean, I guess if you can't be happy and find joy, then let's just start telling the whining story. Well, it's easier than doing something for a lot of people. Oh, for sure. So I guess they think that is something. Yeah, and then people think that they're bonding over it. Like when you go into work, yeah. and say, I'm tired. Aren't you tired? And people are like, I'm tired too. And they think <laughs> that they're bonding. But no, you're just sucking the life out of your office. <laughs> and I guess we all talk like that. <laughs> With that like Boston <laughs> accent or whatever oh. <laughs> from Cheers. Um, it, it, but it's true, huh? And really what we do is I guess that's commiserating. Right. And people think that that's really good. But you know what? It doesn't help anybody. No. We're all tired. We need to suck it up and move on. How? How do we, we do got, that? We do that by, first of all, get more sleep. <laughs> yeah. Second of all, stop doing your email at midnight. Right. Even if you die, your inbox is still going to be full. That's right. Irritating. It's not going away. Right. Yeah, you know, and then you write someone because you want to clean off your, you know, your inbox and someone writes back and says, what are you doing up? And you're like, what are you doing up? Go to bed. Everyone go to bed. <laughs> don't, you think, don't you think we need a curfew, a universal curfew for all business people, there all humans? Be. There should be because we, we then we feel like we need to catch up because they were up and it's like a, yeah. a badge of, of bravery that I have a timestamp of 2 a.m. on my email <laughs> that that makes me better than you and more productive. No, that makes you a moron. Go yeah. to sleep. That's it. Oh, that's see. Where have you been? We, <laughs> we need a mother babysitter that tells everyone, turn off the lights. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't make me come up there. Exactly. It's like your computer should just go, I'm sorry, you've got five minutes yeah. to close everything down. Four minutes you're done. until we turn off your computer. Yeah. Uh, but I, you, I think you're hitting on something, too. There's kind of this psychic income that that we're just going to keep working. It's almost and it's it's silly. Like it's who's the biggest glutton for punishment. And then yeah. those who duel it out all night emailing. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, and people do this all the time with, with their stress levels. Oh, you think you're stressed? Let me tell you my level. Oh, really? You think that's bad? Everyone tries to one-up each other yeah. to see who's more miserable, and that's definitely not the winner. So the first thing is, you know, if you're tired, get more sleep. The second thing is what you say comes your way. So if you're one of those people who are just like, I always get sick this time of year, you're probably right. Here it comes. Yeah, here it comes. Self-fulfilling. Only last two weeks. Well, it probably will. So when you get up in the morning, no matter what you feel, say, I'm in a great mood. You don't have to act like it. Just say it. Yeah. For the first two hours, actually. That's the time that kind of creates your day. See, oh, that's such... I get up and say, oh, my feet kill. Yeah, no. Isn't that pitiful? No. And you go, wow, I was surprised my feet feel great. Even if they don't, you keep saying it. Yeah, even if you're walking on your hands and knees. <laughs> right. <laughs> You've got to stop wearing those heels. But I know, anyway. It's exactly. They're killing me. Yeah. But, but really, it's the psychology of it, right? What, you had a phrase for that. What'd you call it? If you... Say it. Well, what you say comes your way. What you say comes your way. Yeah. You, you program your brain. So like for a while, I used to say how clumsy I was. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm telling you, once I fell off the back of a stage, once I fell downstairs, <laughs> I mean, I've had the worst experiences. And every time I go down, I think, oh, I'm so clumsy. Well, it started to get really bad. <laughs> yeah. The police were involved. Well I, <laughs> well, I realized one time when I fell on stage in front of 4,000 people and said, I said to them, as everybody was just complete shock, very quiet, I, I said, I'll, I'll be taking questions from the floor. <laughs> and then I realized, and then I came off, and the organizer said, oh, that was so funny. And I proudly said to her, yeah, last time I fell, I thought, I wish I had a great line to make it less awkward. <laughs> so now you're writing lines oh, for yeah. your awkwardness. Was, That's and, brilliant. Yeah, I was planning my next wipeout, which is so ridiculous. <laughs> and I realized what I was doing. So now when something happens, and then inevitably it still does, yeah. I say, oh, usually I'm so graceful. It's kind of shocking, really. You know what you might want to do, Christine, is just get to the get to the show earlier, and maybe just do a little walk around on the stage. Yeah, you think? Just yeah. so you know where the ends are. Oh my gosh! I'm just giving you ideas. No, no, it's true. But that's you. But you're turning it into something better. You made it a joke, but maybe better would be quit using the line. You're so clumsy. Oh, absolutely! It's now you say, oh. Usually I'm so graceful. I can't believe I spilled coffee down my front. I never do that. And your brain here goes, oh, yes, you do. Yeah. But you want to change it. So it's getting better. I'm not accident-free, but it's definitely that. gotten better. So watch, watch what your words are. I can't lose weight. I yeah. can't remember names, whatever the mantra is that you use on a regular basis. Well, I, my, I use your advice. I always say, whoa, my six-pack is burning. <laughs> and you know what's amazing about it, Christine? Nothing's happened yet, <laughs> which I don't understand. It's oh, sad. I don't know how to help you with that one. I know. <clears throat> it's, it's pitiful. What other advice? What else do we do? To, I mean, that, that is just simple. What you say comes your way. That's simple psychology. It's, you know what? It sounds so easy, but it makes such an impact. It's small, but it's mighty. Yeah, if sure. you just make that one change, uh, that would really, really help a lot. Yeah, alter. So alter. Because, too, if you're saying it, sometimes we say things just habitually. There's nothing. I, this is the line I cannot stand. Tell me how you feel about this. You give somebody some advice or whatever, and I have, like, you know, people are paying you to come sit down and talk to you, and give, you're giving them advice. And when you say it, they're like, oh, that's hard. Yeah. That, that phrase, sure. No, it is hard. Exactly. And, you know, we got to do it. But, well, and that's how you grow, and that's how you learn, that's and that's right. how you do But we throw out that phrase like. almost like, I guess, like you're saying, anything we throw out. It's going to come our way. It's going to be harder simply because that's what we're setting it up to be. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. I always tell my kids, you know, they have a test with something. I go, it's a good thing you're so good at tests. Oh, yeah. Even though they're not, they go, wow, I'm really good at tests. Yeah, I told you you were, you know. See, that's huge. I'm bad. 
Because I tell my kids, yeah, we don't do math. <laughs> We're not math people. Right. And it's a weird because none of my kids are good at math. Yeah. But you know what? They really all are, but they I guess they've learned from me. Dumb, dumb, Matt, bad. Okay. <laughs> right. No, not bad, good. Parent right. and training. Right. Oh, man. We're talking with Christine Cashin. Uh, you got to go check her out on her website, christinecashin.com. She's a well-known speaker, one of the hottest. That sounds bad. One yeah, of the one of the hottest catches you can go find in the speaker world. She's a humorist, and she she's fast paced, quick, lightning speed, hilarious. Though uh, we're going to come back more from Christine Cashin. She's teaching us about life and uh, how to find the funny. She's the author of the book The Good Stuff: Quips and Tips on Life, Love, Work, and Happiness. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, we've been talking about bringing humor and work to your life. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your coach, your guide on the side. We're going to do it. We are, minute by minute, bringing you humor, showing you the power of positive life, helping you find the good in life. That is the goal of the show. Also, you know, give you the tools. Everybody has a different sense of humor. You know, sometimes some of us had parents who just were hilarious. I had a dad that had a great sense of humor. And um, it's really powerful to know that I loved I actually felt really, I felt my self-esteem like, wow, that's cool. My dad is funny. That's great. People like him. Um, but it's also interesting, too, because not everybody would have a great sense of humor. I uh, one day am sitting there and uh, had my son's friends over. And they were all playing with my sons. And they were all having tons of fun. And I start joking with them the way I would joke with my sons, and they all looked at me like, what's he talking about? <laughs> Some people didn't get it, and you could tell. Those that joke with their kids, those that have fun with their kids, um, they start to pick up on it. So we, we are trying to give you some tools in how to, to make some of the unfun things in life fun. And I brought on to the show today um, a friend, somebody that I saw speak, uh, just at a speech. We both were hired to go deliver keynotes, basically. And I got to see her in action. Her name is Christine Cashin. She's a highly sought after speaker. She's been all over uh, doing this corporate America, you name the type of organization. But she is an authority on sparking innovative ideas, handling conflict, reducing stress, energizing employees. And um, she has written a book and is the author of the book, The Good Stuff, Quips and Tips on Life, Love, Work and Happiness which you can get on our website at christinecashin.com. Christine, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Good to have you. And um, I remember vividly about your crusade. What would you call it, on the crusade on whining? Oh, stopping global whining. Stopping global whining. I remember vividly that whole speech. And I think you're dead on. We need something. And so I think the easy thing for a lot of us is just uh, to whine. When maybe you could use that same energy to create, be creative and turn it into something else. 
Oh, yeah. If you're a manager, um, or you actually, I do this as a parent. When people come to you with a problem, you say, great, come back with two solutions. Yeah. You know, get people thinking about what they can do rather than just, you know, moaning and complaining. So true. So true. Do you think you can learn to be funnier? Um, hmm. Some people are pretty serious. Yeah. I mean, really, yeah. But, I mean, I guess even the serious guy could be one degree less serious. They're the ones who could use a clown nose. Just wear it for Uh an hour while driving and see how you feel, Uh you know? Maybe it's the person who needs to go on a secret mission. Do you know what the secret mission is? What? It's when you're at your desk and you are completely overloaded and you need a break but you don't have time, which is most of your days. Sure. What you do is you grab a clipboard. You need to have a folder. Something has to be in your hands. Yes. And you get it from your desk. And you walk briskly for three minutes to nowhere. Oh, man, that sounds like heaven. Some people have done this, but they just didn't have a name for it. And you cruise around, you come back, mission accomplished. Sometimes a mental break to a physical break is exactly the thing you need to get the blood flowing back to your brain. Now, that's a great idea. But what if your boss follows you and just (laughs) finds out that you're wandering all over the building? You've got to move faster, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, the key is not to bust people. It's a secret. So if you see them on their mission, let them have it out, yeah. and then you know approach them afterwards. Or you could follow. Yeah, sure. Well, that's why and a lot of people get to go out, and they go take a smoke break, you know, and they'll go out and just breathe the air. And there's something, I think, not that you need to go smoke. But yeah. you could <laughs> but you could go just take – I love the idea. I've never thought of – I always thought of that as stealing from my boss. But No. Um, it's, no, but it's activity. It's, it's, it's stimulating. It is. It makes a, a little break like that can make a big difference. Uh-huh. Well, the research even shows having friends, being able to laugh. I mean, it's going to help you be a more engaged employee. Oh, right? man, and morale. When you have employees that are happier, they do a better job. They don't call in sick. They don't come in late. They don't leave. Your turnover is less. I wish people would realize the importance of creating a great, warm, and comfortable climate for their employees, and humor is a way to do that. So true. It affects the bottom line more than they know. Um, exactly, because you can't necessarily measure it. But just what it does to you chemically to refresh you to – I've been to companies where they have – they make videos that are on YouTube that have millions of views. Be, and they love it because they, they've, they've kind of branded one of their employees as just the funny guy. But, and they actually have him making corporate videos about funny things and they release them and they show them in their cafeterias. And um, – they're 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 actually trying to put the idea of humor and relaxation and and you know, you know, belonging. You belong here. This is like home. Yeah, and that's inviting. And people, I think, especially the younger generation of people coming into the workforce, they want to work for a place like that. Yeah, I do too. Don't you? Yeah, of course. But you're all self-employed. I work for myself. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't find it. But don't you ever look at yourself like, okay, I've heard every joke, and I think about every joke before you tell it, Matt. So. I always think of my own jokes, so I bore myself. What <laughs> what what do you do um, to keep the fun and to uh, what are like some more tips you use to make the unfun things more fun? Well, you know, look at the things that irritate you. You know, the, one of the things that irritates me is like if my kids are whiny, and so I figure forget global whining. Let's work on myself and my family. So if my daughter's young, and so I tell her go to the stairs until you're happy, <laughs> because I think that people. I want her to know she's responsible for her own emotions. Anything can happen to you, but oh, I you love make that. a choice. So she'll sit on the stairs, and I'll come over. How's it going? And she will sit there. She'll say, <laughs> you know, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> it's coming, she'll... Mom. I can feel it. It's close. I'm telling you, she will sit there. Sometimes I forget she's there, and then she'll pop around the corner. Happy now. 
like, awesome. Don't you wish you could do this with some of your coworkers? Oh, totally. Go you to know, your room Merit. till you're happy. Yeah, go in the stairs till you're happy. <laughs> you know, like, Merrick goes to the stairs yeah, and like 10 people sitting out there already. Not yet. But it's funny, too, because it puts it in the, the balls in their court. Whenever you're ready to shift that thought, yeah, it's yours. We have the power. People don't really ruin your day. You allow them to. And I know that sounds crazy. You know, uh, you mm. know, it's easier said than done. But it really is true. You switch it. And I love it. What are some more ideas? What else do you do to find the funny? Well, again, you find the thing that bugs you. For some people, it's driving. Again, get that clown nose or get a prop, things that crack you up. For me, I don't like when we fly and people don't talk to each other. I don't know why. I just find it stressful. So my, my iPhone cover is a, looks like a cassette case. It looks like a cassette. Have yeah. You, have you seen that? I've seen those. Cover? Yeah. Yeah. And you set it down and people look at it. They look at you. When I go speak in an event, I go to the AV guys and I say, I hand them my cassette, which is my phone. And I say, I brought some walk-on music. Would you mind playing this for me? <laughs> they look at you like, what is that? And it is so great because <laughs> it's a moment of, oh my gosh, I can't believe she has a cassette. So I don't yeah. think we can do it. I'm like, oh, forget it. It's just my phone. And then they say, we have to go get Joe. Follow me. He's in the back. <laughs> You know, they want to tease the other guys. Yeah. And it just completely unites us all together. Yeah, that's cool. Right down the bears. They always remember me. We have a ball. It just starts everything off on the right foot. Well, so, then they're endeared to you. They want to get it right for you. They yeah. want to get your audio right. Right. Oh, boy. Those poor audio people, like when there's 10 of us there. Oh. And we're all trying to make them laugh to endear them. Yep. Then they're like, these people are a bunch of freaks. Totally. Yeah, they, they, they count down the minutes. But um, I look at those areas where I feel stressed or where can I add the humor, and it just is so much fun. Oh, it is. It's. I think to me the neat thing about being a speaker is I, I actually aggregate, I write, I think through, and when I find a funny story of my life, and then you end up teaching it so many times that you kind of master it. Um, but I've seen the power of telling the funny story is so healing. And and it's also we document our stories. So I I always to me I have stories because I've told them so many times and my memory's so vivid about them. Um, I I have my kids know stuff about me that I never would have remembered if it hadn't been funny. Right. And well, and the great thing too is that if it's a funny story about you, there's always someone in the audience that goes, "Oh, I can totally relate to that." And you're uh-huh. human. You're not so perfect. Right. And that's what pulls us all together. You know, because a lot of people don't want to show the flaws or the mistakes. And I love sharing those. And some of them are absolutely hysterical. No, absolutely. I love that. You know, it's um, when you think about it, uh, I remember just driving in the car with you, uh, whoever picked us up for the speech we went, I cannot even remember where it was. And, but I remember thinking you, you got in and you immediately brought your energy. I mean, we both had had a long flight and you got in though. And you, you, you talk like I, I'm sitting there thinking, I would, I would just, I'm the guy that likes to be quiet and just, and then Christine Cashin gets in the car and, but by the end I felt closer to you. I felt like, holy cow. Okay. So you, you, you walk your talk. You have the power. Any of us does, I guess, to get in and make a change, but you've, I've seen it in real life. You bring your energy and you change it. Well, Matt, you know what? You could be the fountain or you could be the drain. That's in right. any situation, everybody right. has the choice. And I just choose, you know, to bring the, the fountain. And I find that when I start engaging that way, it brings my energy level up even more. Sure. Well, yeah. And the drain, I mean, come on, that's gross. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody, Nobody wants, wants to be that. the drain. 
Nobody wants that. Don't walk away from negative people. Run. Run like the wind. Run like the wind. Hey, we got about two minutes, so here's what I like to know. If you um, if you put this all in a nice little neat package with a bow on it, what would you say is the one thing, Christine, the one thing that we all need to remember about humor and our lives and, and just the benefits of it? What's the one thing that makes the biggest difference? Oh, what a good question. I know. It's this. It doesn't matter what happens to you. It's what you do about it. Huge. What do you mean? It doesn't matter what happens. Like, whatever happens to me, I can choose to make it myself angry, upset, or I can look to see, is there humor? You know, when you've got an employee coming to you whining, I'd say, you know, gosh, I'm so sorry. The complaint department closed at 5. <laughs> It'll be open again tomorrow at 8. And they look at you like, What? Yeah, I'm sorry, totally close. I know I was really disappointed too, you know, <laughs> yeah. but just save it, write it down, we'll, we'll get it in the morning. Or Look for ways. It's there. We're choosing not to use it, and it would be a great stress reliever for you and everybody else to change the way you look at things to add a little more humor in your life. Oh, so, so true. And the idea that you can go out as a light, like I want to be remembered as someone that brought the fountain, right, not just the sure. big life drain. So. Yeah. And you're saying it's a choice by choice. Uh, Christine Cashin, you did it. Piece of cake, huh? <laughs> Thanks for having me, Matt. You're go, awesome. Go take care of Chocolate. What, no, your Chocolate Lab. What's his name? Chocolate Lab Murphy. Murphy. The chewing machine. The chewing machine. Everybody go look at uh, Christine's website, christinecashin.com, and uh, you can check out that book, The Good Stuff, Quips and Tips on Life, Love, Work, and Happiness. Hey, and while you're at it, you can buy a clown nose. Awesome stuff. So appreciate, Christine. We're going to take a break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to learn about laughter around the world. Mike Pond's going to take us on a journey around the globe and celebrate humor and laughter. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your your laughing coach, your guide on the side. What we're trying to do on the show today is give you uh, some insight into the power of humor, laughter, the joy of a good belly laugh. Nothing, nothing says home more than a belly laugh. That's real genuine laughter right there. I mean, that's that's, that's the kind of laughter that you cannot control. No. It's uncontrollable. And you're just kind of like, okay, I don't want to laugh anymore. That's right. <laughs> this is Mike Pond talking as well, just so you know. Uh, Michael Pond is a, a laugh expert. He has laughed since he was an, an infant and continues to laugh and has aspirations to laugh <laughs> long into the future. Michael has been doing some research on laughter worldwide, but also the different forms of laughter. Laughter is a really interesting thing. Mm-hmm. There's a few universal emotions. Right. Matt, you know, seven degrees over here. He knows yeah. uh, what's going on. Seven and a half. Seven and a half, working yeah. on One's one currently. Yeah. And uh, that's amusement, anger, uh, sadness, and fear, right? Yeah. Those are the universal They're ones. They're the basics. And then there's two ones that are found in most cultures, but not all of them, surprise and disgust. Okay. But amusement, laughter, that's something that we it's can universal. find. Yeah. That's across all different cultures. I like, and, and you world. know what? Thank heavens. I know. Because what, what if they? What if they couldn't be amused? Man, that would just be terrible. I mean, imagine 
just dating. Those four emotions, three of them are negative. You know, yeah. if you didn't have that, yeah. so what you need you the do? one to balance. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Laughter is so powerful. That 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 which is most personal is most universal. That's Carl Jung. Oh, I thought that was you. Wow. No, well, oh. no, I just said it, but that was quoting Carl Jung. Matt Townsend. Yeah, we'll just attribute it. But to why you. that's powerful is that which is most personal: amusement, and sadness, and anger. Those are all universals. Everyone feels those. As most personal. Those are the most personal feelings. Different cultures, though, experience them in different sure, ways. absolutely. And they exhibit them in, in different ways physically. Yeah. Like the Bushman tribe uh, down in South Africa, when they laugh, they like to lean over. They like to put their hand on, on somebody next to them. You know, Support. And if we did that here, I think, I'd think you were crazy. Well, but, no, I've seen that. But they like yeah, to do it to kind the of point more like where they, frat party. they roll on right. the ground, you know, and they like to cry, uh, laugh until they cry. Yeah. We're, we're not We're more so reserved. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to like – yeah, you're not going to throw yourself on the ground laughing. So studies show also that Samoans, they laugh the loudest. You know, oh, there's, do they really? There's lots of different nuances between laughter, but everyone does That's it. That's cool. Yeah. And laughter is kind of like uh, – it's like a voice. Everyone's got their own laugh signature and they do it in their own way and it's – laughter is really interesting also because it's extremely variable um, between individuals from one occasion to the next. Really? Like, yeah. yeah. So if you're with the president, you'd probably laugh differently than if you were with your buddies from high school. Exactly. Or you know, with your girlfriend or wife yeah. or whatever. Because I've noticed even just with you, um, like sometimes you'll give a big ha, ha, ha. Like a laugh like that, and then other times it's more like, yeah, and it's just you know I I can't help it. Well, I'm trying to figure out what's the difference because every the, time it's just in here with us. You know, it's the gene thing. It's the family. Yeah. You like, know, one's little... like the teenage girl giggle, and with like seven other girls gathered around, and one's like, ha, they're both with you. Yeah. Oh man, we'll have to talk about that after. Well, it's on recording. James is going to play it later. Oh gosh. Yeah. So talk about th- this fascinates me the different kinds of laughs. So in the western culture there there's been lots of studies done on on different types of laughter and they've sure. kind of narrowed it down to 10 different types of laughter. There's 10 different laughs. Yeah. The chortle, the guffaw. Well, they do have technical names for them, but I simplified okay. it, let's hear it into a way that everyone could This uh, is great. Understand. And let's just let's start trying to let's let's differentiate cuz and even on the rest of the show, we can differentiate why we laughed the way we did. So let's start with number 10. Okay. This is the etiquette laughter. Okay? Yes. This is after – at the end of a long day, you'll find yourself in an elevator with your boss or coworkers. You know, you want to get out of there. You want to get home. Yeah. You want to eat your steak, whatever. But instead of taking up – you know, talking about your latest accomplishments, though, you find yourself – Laughing at whatever he says, <laughs> or he or she says. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. It's like courtesy, okay. yeah. See ya, bye. Yeah, you're the boss. You could fire me. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Okay, we've all done that one. Number nine. I've done it 12 times today. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it, though. Just in like, this segment. Thank you for being polite. Uh, contagious laughter, number nine. Love this one. So you'll be at a dinner table. Somebody says something funny. You can't help but laugh, yeah. even though maybe you didn't think it was funny at first. But everyone else is laughing. Yeah. You just find yourself laughing. It's uncontrollable. And you can laugh just because they're laughing. Exactly. You don't, like Even if you didn't get the joke, but they're laughing, and that's funny. That's cool. They're in my uh, church group, there's uh, this this guy who la- – he's, he's Samoan. He laughs very loud. And then I, 
he has like this laugh war with yeah. another woman in the congregation and it's just they laugh at each yeah. other. Oh, it's horrible. By the way, when I'm like doing a speech, if I can get someone to snort because they've like got a deviated septum, <laughs> if I can get a snort, that creates contagious laughter. And it's not me. It's just they snorted and everyone's like, she snorted. and, every, <laughs> and Some people can't help that. 25% of women and 33% of uh, men laugh through their noses, studies show. Fun fact. Really? Yeah. Wow. Now, something I picked up while I... Okay, can yeah. I just... We don't have time for this, but why on earth would you know that stat? Matt, I've been... I'm an expert on laughter. You said yourself at the beginning of the segment. Well... It's, I read it while okay. I was looking up this stuff. I didn't wow. just That's weird. Okay, sit keep at home on Wikipedia and look that up. Nervous laughter, number eight. So uh, there are times when you just kind of, <laughs> yeah. that's great. Yeah, like Thanks. when you're in the doctor's office. Or you're getting pulled over by a police officer. Uh-huh. <laughs> so are you a permanent resident of Utah? <laughs> no. Yeah. Maybe sometimes. Okay, good. Yeah, way to bring up the cops. Good. Number seven, belly laughter. This is probably the most genuine type of laughter. This is good, honest laughter. Yeah. It just – you can't help it. You No. Your belly's got to jiggle. Yeah. Number six, silent laughter. This is La- probably good when you've got a little kid. Yeah, I'm laughing inside, but I'm not laughing outside of me. Yeah. Number five, the stress-relieving laughter. This is the laughter – let's say you've got a big – uh, deadline, your boss is breathing down your neck or, yeah. or uh, you know, some other kind of stress in your life. This is the laughter that comes out when you need to re- release some <laughs> yeah. of that stress. So you're either going to explode or you're going to have to laugh it out. So this next type of laughter, we've talked about it a little bit, but this is probably my favorite type of laughter. Yeah. I call it pigeon laughter because this is the kind of laughter that happens uh, when you probably shouldn't be laughing. Let's say you're walking down the street and yeah. – you know, some pigeon droppings land right on your head, hmm. and uh, you don't find it funny at all. <laughs> but your friend right next to you finds it absolutely hilarious. Yeah. People fall, they trip, car crashes. It's horrible, but oh. it's hilarious. It's but it's not funny because you got pigeon do. Yeah, it's not funny to me, oh. but it's funny to everybody else. Yeah, that's sad. Now the next one, number three, we talked about it: snorting laughter. Yeah, I love the I love the snort. This kind of goes with the belly laughter. When yeah. people are, you know, just get going, they yeah. can't control it. Just, oh, my I gosh, Matt, it. you're so funny. But that's when you know you've hit it is because somebody will let a snort out, and then the snort itself can get about 10 more laughs because you just pointed out, whoa, did you hear that? And then everyone's like. <laughs> now, the next two aren't real types of laughter, but they still qualify as types of laughter in the study. Okay. Number two is the laugh track or canned laughter as it's oh, called. Oh, that's industry. my favorite. Yeah. You know, it's real genuine laughter, yeah. but it's, it's totally a, taken out of context. It's inserted. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And uh humans are pretty good at telling when genuine or laughter isn't genuine. Right. We're no. pretty good at that. Yeah. Uh, but we're, we're bad really at bad. telling when people are lying. Mm-hmm. We're about fifty one percent correct most of the time. Uh the number one, cruel laughter. Cruel? Yeah. You've probably heard you know, some motherly figure in your life say, uh, it isn't polite to laugh at others' expense, but you know, we've all done it. Yeah. See, that's being cruel. Okay. Now, let's do this because we have a test. James has put together a laugh track. Okay. Um, and I want to just – we'll just play it, and then I want you to just tell us which of the ten it is. Well, actually, this is this is Mike himself laughing um, during one of our um, conversations okay. in the past. That's I great. actually had a recorder on me. So. Oh, that's perfect. Let's hear how this goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. That was a funny joke. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. 
I think. <laughs> so we were playing with helium, and then uh, <laughs> Play, playing with helium. Yeah, we, I mean, we were drinking it, sucking it in. So you were doing helium. Yes, I guess if you yes. Um, just so you know, uh, I would call that the Oompa Loompa laugh. The Oompa Loompa number number eleven. Number eleven, the Oompa Loompa. Was that really you for real? No, that was not me. I have no idea where he got no, that. It was. it was, wasn't it? It totally was. That's I will deny that till. Okay, well, my you know grave. what? Re, re-rack that because we're going to need that later, I'm sure. Hey, we're taking a break. Well done, Miguel. You did it again. Uh, Michael Pond teaching us the art of laughter in 10 different um, dialects. We're taking a break. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back with a good friend of mine. Zane Gray is going to come join us, teach us a little bit more about humor. Again, as a professional, you're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your coach, your guide on the side today. We're taking you on a walk down Funny Lane, trying to teach you the power of humor in your life, the benefit that you can um, of how you can use it to, you know, take the edge off to create a better life. And we brought somebody that I I met a few months ago, seriously impressed with the man. His name is Zane Gray, not the author, not the uh, not the author, but uh, in a way, just as powerful. So on fe- in February, I did a date night every year here in Salt Lake City. I have a big event where we have like a thousand people or whatever, fifteen hundred people, and we teach them skills, tools, and I I needed someone else to come perform. So we're thinking, how cool would it be if we did a magic show? And then we talked about the magic, bringing back the magic in your marriage. And um, so we sent we sent the feelers out looking for a magician. Now, if you've never shopped for a magician, they're they're really hard to shop for because they come in all different types, types and shapes. Wow, man, types and sizes and shapes. Some have hair, some don't. Some are really funny, and some are kind of creepy. And so, uh, anyway, we found Zane Gray through a friend, and um, Zane came out and performed with these people. And I was behind the curtain, you know, getting ready, and he was setting me up for a good night and getting ready. He was entertaining the audience. And I'm sitting there thinking, he's too funny. He needs to back down his funniness because it's going to be hard to follow him. And by the way, one of the number one things he had on the stage was a toilet, which is – I guess he carries them with him. But he had a toilet on, on wheels, and he used it to, to, to stage all of his gigs. And so anyway, Zane Gray is here. If, you're, if you are interested, go check out his website, zanegraymagic.com. But Zane's been doing magic since he was eight. Correct. What was your – Zane, what was your – what was your first deal at eight? Like, what was your first oh, magic man. trick where you're like, whoa, I've got some gift here. I'm magical. I, I don't think that uh, 
anything happened magical at all when I was eight. <laughs> did you have the fake thumb thing? Yeah, you did the ab- fake oh, thumb. of course, absolutely. Every magician's got the fake thumb. And oh, your sister bought you a kit. That's Isn't right. That how it started? Yeah, she bought me this kit, and uh, inside of it there was a, a a magic trick that said if you took a black string and you tied it to a ring and you put the ring over the top of a pencil, you could make it kind of levitate. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And but the oh, problem sure. was you're supposed to tie it to a button. The only shirt that I owned was a white shirt. <laughs> yeah. And I had my mom's black yeah. thread tied yeah. to this white See, that shirt. That won't work. It didn't work. Yeah. I didn't know that but though at eight. You know, I was thinking this was pretty no, magical. You're giving away the secret. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, magicians don't give away <laughs> the secret. That's true. I have signed the contract, but I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, you've signed the contract and you're gonna, the association right. now is going to be It's a big you. deal. I've already... I, Matter of fact, if I look outside, my tires are being slashed yeah, at the moment. There's, you're in trouble. There's four magicians out there just. But you're funny, Zane. Town. And what I love about it is um, you didn't. I mean, Matt, you don't just do magic. You also kind of do. It's kind of like more like table magic in a way, sleight of hand, card tricks. But you're also so you have to entertain them and talk to people yeah. while you're doing the trick. But you need your humor. It seems like to distract them in a way. If you if you quit talking, they'd all just focus. <laughs> yeah, they start your hands, right? and then all of a sudden yeah. you're in big trouble. It messes everything up. You have to be able to talk and communicate with people, and being able to do that and bring in comedy and magic. I kind of joke about the guys in Vegas, and I've had an opportunity to work with a lot of them. Yeah, because you do work in Vegas. Yeah, and I just tell you, I tell them, I, you know, I'm not a prancer. What's well, a prancer? <laughs> a pr- you know, the prancers, the oh, guys. Yeah. They got oh, the yeah. beautiful girls. Yeah, and they yeah. look good but with the leopard. Yeah, hey, look right. at the leopard. I'm going to make the leopard. That's just exactly. Right. I'm not prancer. a prancer. You're not, but uh, I could I, see you being a prancer. Well, <laughs> I am not. I mean, a prancer. You've got the look of the prancer. I mean, you wear the tight pants. Yeah, well, you that know, cover your shoes. Of course, yeah, exactly. See, I can't yeah. prance, no. and so I had to learn pretty quick. I better rely on my my comedy and my personality yeah. to cool. use as misdirection and get yeah. people on stage and have a good time with them and. Prancer, is that oh, what boy. they call that? No, that's, that's just my term. And, and uh, right yeah. now, I figured they're slashing my tires, so I might as well take well, yeah, one little jab at, at them. Well, what's weird? I'm offended by that a little bit because I am a prancer. <laughs> that, well, exactly. That, you're a prancer, I'm so a you prancer have the good looks host. and you look good. <laughs> yeah, I got the good looks. I got the pooch hanging out over the table. <laughs> it's all great. But one of the things um, that I also loved about your uh, your shtick, I don't know if you call it that. Sure, it's my, my gig. But um, you... You're very real too, and so I mean, you're you're a dad. How many kids? Three, eight, all boys except for five that aren't boys. Okay, <laughs> no, I have eight. Eight boys. Oh, that's right. Yeah, all except for five. So you have eight except for five. So you do the math again. I don't do math. <laughs> eight boys. No, I've got eight. Uh, five girls. Three boys. That's a big deal. It's it's a huge deal. It's a that, lot of kids. And by the way, that's a lot of magic. <laughs> that's a lot of magic. That's in the a bedroom. lot of magic to keep to also to have to pay for all of this. Oh You're my have goodness! To, Go to my website, please. Yeah, seriously, hire me. book this man. <laughs> so tell me this. Um, one of the things, and we were talking about it before we came on the air, but because you know this is BYU, so it's it's a, it's a religious institution, right? Sure. We believe in God, but we were talking about how you. You believe even God has humor. Absolutely. I mean, explain that. You know— <laughs> and, and he probably even uses humor with us to probably change us to make our day— If because he, he might be able better. to help us see something. Yeah, you know? I, you know, for me, God is a really important part of my life. And I, I don't go around pushing religion or pushing anything. I just like to live my life in a way that people hopefully want to get to know God right. because of the way I act. and. 
several years ago, I, I, I believe what you said. God has a sense of humor. And, yeah. and I always tell people, and, and some people get offended by this, but I, I, uh, I pray to God. And, and when I pray, oftentimes I, I tell him jokes. You tell him a joke. I tell him jokes. I'm, and I always preface it. I, I get on my knees and say, you know, But do you not Lord, think he, he's already heard He's already joke. heard. I say, now I know you've already heard this joke, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you anyway. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you the most recent joke I told him was just the other night. I said, um, you know, um, Lord, I heard this joke. My daughter came up and she told me this joke. She said, you know, um, why did Sally fall out of the swing? And I said, I don't, I don't know, dear. And she said, because she doesn't have any arms. And I was like, that's not even funny. And then That's she said, not funny. Does then, he reprimand you? No, but then she said this. She said, knock, knock. And I said, who's there? And she said, not Sally. And, and I oh, laughed, see, right? Yeah. So I kind of go, this is my, understand is this is my four-year-old, right? Uh, okay, she's four. Well, so, you, so I had to, I got on my knees. I said, Heavenly Father, I had a great experience today. Um, my daughter came up to me and she told me this joke. And I, and I said, I know you've already heard it, but I'm going to tell it to you. And I giggled throughout the thing. And, you laughed. Yeah, exactly. And I thought, oh, goodness, this is a great thing. I'll tell you a cool experience I had. So I was performing in. Uh, in Virginia a, a while ago. It's been many years ago, but I was performing for a group of kids. Yeah. And I was kind of nervous. And now I, well, you're used to adults. And yeah. so if all of a sudden you're used to humor of an adult and magic of, for an adult, then you got to switch to like teens or whatever. <laughs> you got, yeah. I kind of had this mode, right? That's so a big deal. I'm going to go perform for these guys and I'm, I'm a little nervous about it. And, uh, so I, I know that night I'd, I'd prayed and I'd, I'd told God a joke, right? Yeah. And so I get up in the morning and, and I like to read uh, from the scriptures and I was kind of nervous. I'm going to perform for these kids. Yeah. And, and I do this thing and I know it's silly, but sometimes when I, I pray and I ask for an answer, I'm looking for an answer, I'll take my scripture and I'll just flip them open to any page. And then I take my finger and I point to a, a scripture, a verse. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think a lot of people do that. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah, God, yeah. what do you want me to know? And you flip yeah. open the scriptures. And so I feel like the scriptures are God's way of talking to us, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I crack open the Bible and I just take, I kind of close my eyes and I point to a scripture and it opens up in, into a, a verse in, in 2 Kings and it's a, a, talking about the prophet Elisha. Uh-huh. And it says that, you know, he gets up from, he's leaving this Bethel, this, this place, and he's leaving and it says as he gets up to leave, there, there came forth kids uh-huh. and they made fun of him and they said, go up thou bald head, go up thou bald head. Now, I know the <laughs> listeners can't see this, but I'm, I'm bald. But like so, beautifully bald. Yeah, well, you know. And uh, <laughs> so, so I get this, and I'm like, oh my gosh, he is telling me a joke. He's saying, these kids are going to come they're out gonna make and they're going to say, look at the bald guy. <laughs> that's right. So I, but I started just laughing. Oh, and, that's cool. And as I, would be, as I began to perform for these kids, all I could think of was this joke yeah. about how I'm like, here's God trying to just say, hey, relax, loosen up. Yeah. And who cares? If they make fun of you, they make fun of right. you. It's not a big deal. And it, it, I actually found comfort because the following verse talks about how bears came out of the woods and, <laughs> and, and got sh- to the kids and, and shredded, shredded them the up. Yeah, that's right. And so I was like, you made me ah, fun of me and I'm going to call on the bears. It's You know, that's actually pretty interesting because maybe – and we talked about this earlier with an earlier guest, Christine Cashin, about the idea that maybe it's – so maybe humor is a perspective. Mm, big time. So then if you're studying scriptures, you'll be able to find the humor. Like I find irony everywhere. Oh, yeah. And I relate to irony. Um, and then and then I actually find that funny. And so maybe that's what it is, is you, you're willing – I don't know that I would ever go tell God a joke. <laughs> but you're, you're willing to do that. I mean you may not live long, but you're sure, willing right? to do that. <laughs> But it's it's interesting though too that your perspective is there's funny everywhere and why wouldn't he use humor to bring you peace instead of fear that way the pe- you could once you found that joke right you probably felt at peace to go do your thing totally and you know I've had performing for 22 years all over the world I've had amazing experiences that have happened to me some good some bad 
the worst experience I've ever had on stage, I really thought might end my career, actually. Really? I, yeah. And, and now it's actually kind of become a funny bit <laughs> as I look back on it. Now it's uh, funny. Now it's funny. I'll tell you at the then time. Then it was deadly. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I thought happened? for sure. Well, I was uh, – my brother's an eye doctor. And at one point in my life, I thought I was going to be an eye doctor. So several years ago, I get this call from this foundation out in Philadelphia. Yeah. They want me to come out and MC an event. They're going to raise money for this foundation for blind people. Oh, boy. Here and we I'm go. thinking, blind people don't like magic. I mean, <laughs> what happened? He made the tiger disappear. You <laughs> that's know? A, hard, I don't even that's know, a right? hard crowd, hard audience. Right? But it actually was just a whole bunch of people who were doing this black tie event. Yeah, and, and, and donate. Right. And, and money. So the, everybody can see, thank goodness. At the end, end of the evening, everything's gonna, going pretty smooth. Uh-huh. But at the end of the evening, I do this one trick. And, and I'm going to give away one more little secret right yeah. here, which I probably You're going to be so. kicked out. I know. So um, there's a trick that, that I like to perform where I take a deck of cards, have somebody sign their name on a card, yeah. and then I throw it at a window. And their card with their name on it sticks to the window. Well, when you go to take the card off the window, the card is on the opposite side of the window. Really cool trick. That's cool. Difficult to do on stage. Yeah. Unless you have a buddy in Vegas build you a prop specifically with a window. So I perform this trick hundreds of times, and yeah. it's kind of a closing trick. And so me, there's there's a couple of things that are really important. The person holding the window has to flinch; they have to move. Yeah. And I have the cards have to hit the glass. And when that happens, it triggers a little mechanism that makes it so the card sticks to the window. And I won't give away much yeah. more than that, other yeah. than. <laughs> so I, I get this guy. I invite the guy who invited me to the event. I invite him and his wife up on stage. Now, mind you, I'm not really paying attention to them. Yeah. She's in a ball gown. He's in a tux. Yeah, you're trying to do a show. Yeah, I'm doing a show. I'm talking to the audience. I'm, yeah. I'm making jokes. Everything's good. <laughs> We're having a great time. I can feel it And coming. I get get her up on stage. And, I'm again, I'm not paying attention. I have him take a card, sign his name on it. And I have her holding this picture frame out in front of her after I've loaded it with this card. Yeah. And kind of a little sleight of hand thing. And I take the deck of cards, and as I'm kind of shuffling them, I turn quickly and throw the cards at them. I've done this trick oh, countless times, and nobody – I mean, everybody moves because yeah, yeah. all of a sudden you see a deck well, of cards, yeah. you flinch. The cards hit the glass. She doesn't move. The little spring mechanism comes up, cuts the glass, slices her hand open, and she falls to the ground. She's bleeding on stage. Oh. Now, I have a microphone. And I grew up on a farm. Oh no! So <laughs> so I mic'd up. Farm words. Farm came words out. actually didn't come out, but they almost did. Yeah. And, and I, I went. I kind of give this screech. I was like, ee! yeah. And then I said, and and understand, I, I wasn't paying attention to the whole situation. Yeah. I said, oh my gosh, it was like you didn't even see that coming. Because that was my thought. Was like, why didn't yeah, the trick yeah, yeah. work? Like it snuck up on her. And as soon as I said that, the whole audience just went, kind of gave that right. gasp, like I'd taken the air out of their sails. And. Being the light pops on, all of a sudden oh, she's blind. So not no only now have I sliced her hand open on stage, but I've made fun of her too. Oh no way! And so okay, so, so where how do you find now you can find humor right, in that? To, to that well today, right? Yeah. But at the time I you was were like, dead. I was very much like this is a charity event, and I'm really sorry. It's the only time I've ever apologized as I was saying thank you as I was off the stage, and they took and to the hospital. Go get stitches, tons of stitches later. But they actually were very gracious. They they invited me to come back the next year. But oh I was God. so worried. I was like, here I am. I've just cut the yeah. guy who's paying me. The guy writing the check. Yeah. I just cut his wife's hand, and I'm thinking this is a career ender. Nobody's ever going to hire me totally. again. Totally. I get home. I'm a stress case, and you know, <laughs> thank goodness. Uh, through the powerful awesomeness of a wife and and uh, God and just kind of – it was like, hey, you know what? It yeah, happened. It happened. If I can look back now yeah. and kind of laugh about it. Lots and- of people taunt blind people. <laughs> that is <laughs> – see, it's funny That's because right. you can't – It's there's no – what do you do? Well, there's yeah, no, there's no recovery there's from no re- that. And there's nothing – 
It's just sad. It's it just is. sad. And so now we have to giggle. And the funny thing is I've actually performed again and they've been there and I've kind of shared that story. But and everybody stay, laughs. Now, now that she stays away from That's me. right. She's like, I'm not coming on stage near you. I'm like, there's a tiger up here. It's okay. But yeah, ever since then, she's been really shaky. But I'll tell you what. It's, it's funny. Life is like that. We all have hard times. Yeah. We all go through struggles. We all go through pain. Um, I kind of shared with you before. I, I was yeah. divorced. I yeah. I, uh, I was on the road. I was gone, and and I treated my career with way too much respect. And unfortunately, yeah. it caught uh, up with you. It way caught up with me. I learned a valuable lesson. Um, and I, you know, I was performing, and I had an aha moment, and I realized that my my life was out of balance. And unfortunately, it was kind of too late. Well. Yeah. After I got divorced, I, I didn't date. I didn't do anything. I you was in the I was, hole. I was in the hole. I was broken. Yeah. And we kind of shared that. But one of the things that brought me out was performing in humor. Yeah. And my, my wife that, I, that I'm yeah. married to now, she's an amazing woman. Dechelle. Dechelle. She is yeah. awesome. And what really attracted me to her was her sense of humor. The yeah. very first – we met online, okay, right? Yeah. A little scary dating totally. online. That's all right. And we're visiting. It's my, the very first girl I ever messaged – actually, she messaged me. So I really? got to clarify that. Oh, hey, yeah. hot stuff. Exactly. Hey, sexy bald guy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she messaged me, and, and we started chatting online, and, and I asked her on a date. And she said, uh, she said, just so you know, 20 minutes into our date, I'm going to get a phone call. And if you're creepy, then I'm going to have a quote-unquote family emergency, uh, and we're both going to know what that means. Yeah, I got to go. Right. And so I was just – but it was hilarious to me that she was telling me this. You know, She's like, this is just kind of protocol in the dating world. And so I told her, I said, well, just so you know, 20 minutes into it, I'm going to get a phone call. <laughs> so we go on the date, yeah. our first date. Well, I did. I had my buddy call me 20 minutes into it. You know, And, and you – and. You fell in love. Oh, and I, and I did. And she's like, you really had somebody call? I was like, she's like, well, I was just joking. And I was like, I wasn't because you're a weirdo. I was out of here. <laughs> you're freaking me out. That's right. But um, did did you – then the long story short, you ended up going to a restaurant and hanging out talking to Dechelle the entire night. We did, yeah. A little magic. You You had the magic, but you also used your humor and you used – you didn't do the, the the card trick, did you, that cuts her hand open? <laughs> I did not cut her hand open. I did do a card trick. I was totally prepared. Yeah. And I, I did uh, I did show her a little bit of magic. And, uh, and boom. And then all of a amazing. sudden now it's just you and the eight kids. Yeah, me, her, and eight kids. And, oh, that's cool. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you what. Being a, being a parent, as you know, is hilarious. Yeah. That's, that, kids are hilarious. And that's what, that's what I think I love about magic too because it's, you know, it's kind of the mysterious thing. But it's – I think humor is the same power, right? It's the power Absolutely. to kind of astonish like and change the mood. Um, we're talking with Zane Gray. You've got to go look up his website, zanegraymagic.com. He'd be a great person to hire um, as, lo- as long as – there, you're not visually impaired. <laughs> exactly. Because he's got tricks that are just dangerous. <laughs> Very dangerous. So we're going to take a break, and we're coming back. We're going to wrap up the show. When we wrap up the show, Zane's going to stick with us. We're going to play the matching game. Jessica's going to coach us on that. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We're talking humor, and right now, a little magic. We'll be right back. You're listening to us on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody. That's the hoedown music, which means it's time to bring her home. Bring the horses home. Corral them up. And so uh, as we wrap up the show on humor, we decided, hey, we're going to play a game. We call it the matching game. Our host, uh, James, the Dancing King, 
is going to lead us in this enlightening game called The Match Game. Thanks for everyone joining in today. It is the most popular 1970s sh- game show that is now on the Matt Townsend Show. <laughs> All right, here we go. Now, how you, we're going to play, we're going to take three, we're going to go three rounds. Yes. And you have to match with our panelists here and see if you can get the same answers as they do. Zane Gray, the magician, still here. Everybody watch him. He might do a little sleight of hand in the game. Yeah, be careful. Now, I'm going to read a, a sentence, and you're going to have to fill in the blank. Zane, let's start with you. Choose A, B, or C. B. You chose B. Wow. All right. Good the, job. The, Good, yeah. Good choice. Good choice. All right, here we go. The sentence in B is, The gardener said to Dum, Dum Dora... No wonder your flowers are dead. You're not supposed to blank on a bed of roses. What is your answer, Zane? <laughs> um. All right, our panelists have written down their responses. Zane, what do you have for us? Uh, fertilize. Fertilize. Mike, what was your response? I said P. All right. Jess, <laughs> no, what was don't yours? spell it. What was yours? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I said tinkle. <laughs> and my response was stomp. Oh wow! <laughs> you guys are you guys. You're talking dirty. I okay. know, and I thought this was a G-rated. It show. is G-rated. Oh, All right, Zane. So, two of our unfortunately, right you got zero points for that round. Matt, yes. it's on to you. Okay. So you have choice a. between A or C. A. Okay. A. Here we go. Always go with A. A. When King Kong went to the photographers, he was too big to sit on the pony, so instead, King Kong blank the pony. King Kong blank the King pony. Kong blank the pony. He King, was too big to sit on the pony, so instead King Kong, Kong held blank, the pony. Held the pony. Mike, what do you say? Held. I said eight. Oh, well, too bad me and Mike aren't playing together because I also said eight. Jeez. Come on, Matt. Okay, you know me. tiebreaker. Let's just see who gets the most. <laughs> All right, here we go. What if the, nobody goes on? The last sentence. Okay, here we go. Matt did so good on the show, BYU TV offered to have him host a game show where the contestants compete against animals. They're calling it Beat Your Blank. What's your response? <laughs> Is this me? Who, who, who does this? Matt, your, everybody, your TV, right? Yep, everyone's going to be playing in this okay, one. I got it. Wait, say it. I know I wrote these, but... Yeah, BYU TV's <laughs> offering Matt a new show. It's called Beat Your Blank. What is it? It's, it is easy. So it's called Beat. Can I go? Yeah, Matt. What's your response? Beat your beast. Oh, that was good. Thank you. It's an alliteration. Get. Zane, what was yours? I, I put Beat your wife because no, that was see, that was that's <laughs> not a game. <laughs> that's violence. We don't do that. See, that's Guys. the magician in you. Oh no. Okay, Mike. What was your response? I said Beat your wife too. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Are you kidding? <laughs> Good, because I didn't say that. What did you say? I Please. said beat your pony. I, I just what? had close to a beast. <laughs> what? It was on my head because the King Kong one. Beat your pony. <laughs> you guys are sick. We shouldn't incentivize such violence. All right, Zane, we're going to move on to the final round. Now you're going to choose either Mike or Jess to be your partner. Who do you gonna, who are you going to choose? Zane? I got to go with Mike. Since okay. we got it right. Last <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay, you now, guys are warped. Yeah, now exactly. I'm going to give you one word: blank, blank crossing. Now, you have to come up with the same answer, both of you, to fill in the blank, blank crossing. And if you both get it right, then Zane, you will win a 1971 Ford Pinto. Wow. The Pinto is on the line. Go for that. Mike, do you have your response down? Yes. All right, Zane, what did you put? 
I put school, school crossing. Mike? I said pedestrian crossing. That's Ooh, the same thing. Right? Close, very close, but well, no it's cigar. A little different. <laughs> it's a little different. Yeah, kind of. Tiny. I think it's like worth bringing me back in just because they blew that. <laughs> but I'm just saying. <laughs> Whatever. So he didn't win. No, he actually didn't win anything. Well, that saved us the Pinto. Yeah. Whoa. Well, I think it's actually saved. Zane, you saved your life. Well, it's crazy because I told my wife just a second away, I texted her and said, book the cruise because this is a no-brainer. And Yeah. Well, but except I bet she's afraid because you. the earlier answer was that you're going to beat your wife. Oh, uh, you know, those, that was fun. Who put that together? Jess? You, can, you can thank Jess for all the let's crazy call, sentences. Let's just say Jesse James because oh, you did it together. Yeah, there you go. That was good. I appreciate that. Um too bad I didn't win. Maybe next time. I'm sure hey, we'll play again. Next time, can you make that happen? <laughs> you Make you win? Make it happen. Wink, <laughs> wink. Next time. Your BYU TV show? Make Matt <laughs> win. Oh. <laughs> Zane just no, comes here No, because then you'll make me speak right. a different accent. That's true. Good point. New Jersey or something. So did you all learn anything about laughter today? Oh, I learned a lot about laughter. Well, you learned too much, quite honestly, because you went on and on. Do you remember that? I, I apologized after. It was good. It was good. <laughs> hey, Irish proverb. Here you go. You ready? little Irish proverb for you. Wrap up the show. A good laugh and a long sleep are the two best cures for anything. Just not at the same time. Yeah. Go home. Get some sleep. And get some laughter. Thanks, Zane, for joining us. Thanks for having me. Even though you had a very violent segment. <laughs> And thanks, team, for making it a great one. This was fun. We're going to take – we're actually gone. We're done. We will not be back. Tomorrow we'll have a little uh, replay of the best of for the week. And, again, we'll be back Monday. More ideas, more tools to help you find the good in life. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.